Welcome to Bad Audiobooks, a parody brought to you by our paper cut listeners on Patreon. I'm your host, Nick Masmanian, along with my co-host, Ken Heidelman. Thank you so much for listening to our show about good books read badly. So, Nick, what is coming off the shelf today? We are back, and we are reading a new book! <laughs> oh, here and- we go. And it's one that was picked by our patrons on Patreon. So if you want to help vote on vital things, like what's our next book going to be when we do surveys, you're more welcome to join our Patreon to do that. But the book that was chosen by our patrons, which was a tie, uh, so there was a tiebreaker, and we don't go into that. It's a very technical process. And it's, uh, we did, we what came out was Wuthering Heights. I think it's Wuthering, which Wuthering. I didn't bother to look it up. I didn't bother to look up in the dictionary what Wuthering means. I think it's an actual place. But again, last time, I, I have a confession. I had read this book. It was in college. Though, so it was a, it's been over a decade. We're cheating. We're cheating. No, I'm the only one cheating off the test. You're the one who's who's being who's setting the bell curve, you know? Like, I'm just exploiting that curve. Um, cool. I think I said that properly. I don't know academia. So we're back, and we're going to be reading this book. <laughs> and we're going to see how well this goes. Because... Like I said, it's been a minute. I just really remember only one character, and I was like, "This will be a fun character for Keith." For Keith, like Keith, your name's like Keith. That's from a, that's from another project. Your name is Kent, and uh, <laughs> that is and, that is me. Hello, am I here? What's happening? Yeah, yes, you're here. Uh, so I thought it would be a really fun character for Kent to play. But I do have a confession, Kent. And I didn't you have another one. I have a confession. A I second confession. I have been cheating on. I have been cheating on you. You have to understand, I am trying to confess I've cheated on you. I have done a reading of a book without you. And it wasn't... What? And this, it wasn't is, I, I mean, this is news to me. I'm. <laughs> wait, are you serious? Uh, I did on RPAN for our Read With Me. Cause, and I read the U.S. Constitution. So I wanted to do that because I needed to feel you better. You cheated on me with the... You read a book to the internet without me? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't stop myself. I needed this. I needed to feel good about myself <laughs> in, in our country. I really needed to read that. <laughs> okay. How did it feel when you finished? It felt fucking good. It felt fucking good. It felt fucking good to read the. Did you spread that Constitution all over their faces? And and the in the U.S. and the Declaration of Independence and uh, and it was it was good. It was great interactions. The crowd was super cool. Like a lot of them hadn't actually read it. Which, I mean, isn't surprising given the state of affairs of our country, and and it was really nice for them. Well, I mean, no, you have just the pocket that. constitution. Did you just whip out your pocket constitution? No, I have a series of books that Penguin put out like a long time ago that I have. It has like all the revolutionary. Did papers. you did you read? I think the big question is, did you read the amend all the amendments? Yes, I did, every single one. So it took about four broadcasts on our pan to do it, but I did it, and damn. God, it felt good. Um, but yeah, I read it because it was just like I needed it to reaffirm my like this is we're we're good. This country can be awesome. There's some really fucked up shit and everything else. We're not gonna get try to get too political on the podcast, but the point is, I really just needed that for myself, uh, given the stereo of affairs of many things that are happening. So, and it felt like I wasn't the only one. Everyone really enjoyed listening to it and reading. And there were some things in the Constitution and even in. The Declaration of Independence, I definitely have names well. And, you know, as a nation, we figure out that that was a problem, have that since tried to address it, at least on paper, which is nice. But, you know, it's still just like, yeah, this, there was a lot of, you know, 
not cool, not really ultra cool stuff written about Indians in the Declaration of Independence. So, you know, there you go. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, in the end, it was a really good read. Um, and I felt a lot better. <laughs> it helped keep the existential dread at bay. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, I'm so glad I'm, you got the opportunity. I, I, yeah, so I cheated on you with the Constitution. Um, and I'm not sorry at all. It felt great. <laughs> Can't just like, maybe can... uh maybe you should post some links to that on the the patreon the patreon we've now opened it it is it is free to all and you don't even need to be at one of our patrons to vote on our books but maybe you can make a post uh i, I say maybe i mean you're gonna have to do this now you should post it uh, and <laughs> include all the links to the arcan thing and just do a post on there all right i, I i'll link it if you guys want to see me read the constitution and uh, and have a dis like I think it comes with a live discussion feedback loop so you can see what people are saying, and and yeah like yeah. I I am on the whole it was, it was really good and I, I will post that up for y'all to read and yeah thank you for supporting us on Patreon if you're throwing us a buck or two and even if you're just coming out just to be like voting on things and stuff that's great too it's just we appreciate yeah. any and all support so thank y'all for uh, for for being excited for the show now let's dive into Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. I, I always say Wuthering. I know it's wrong, but just Wuthering. 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 Wuthering Heights. Uh, we are reading that book by Emily Barante with her, with her umlaut. And this is so weird to jump back into the chapter of Shakespeare because that was a complete departure from our format. So um, I'm really interested in getting back into this. So, uh, Yeah, it's one. weird, man. It's weird to see a paragraph. What are those? I know. Narrative. What the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, okay, chapter one. 1801. I've just returned from a visit to my landlord. <laughs> the, solidari the solitary neighbor that I shall be troubled with. This is certainly a beautiful country <laughs> in all England. I do not believe that I could be, could have fixed it on a situation so completely removed from the stir of society. He's, in, he's next to the moors. Uh, a perfect misanthropist's heaven. And Gross, Mr. Keith, assists, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce that word. I don't know mis, I misanthropists. We went to college. At least I went to college. Uh, and uh, I can't. I went to college. I know you went to college too. And, it, and that word. I didn't graduate, graduate, but I, I went there. Up. No one needs to know that, Kent. Punch up. Punch. Gotta punch yourself up. <laughs> punch up. Punch it up. Touch up your own title, damn it. Anyway, um. <laughs> and Mr. Heathcliff and I are such a suitable pair to divide the desolation between us. A capital fellow! He little imagined how my heart warmed towards him when I beheld his black eyes. Withdraw. <laughs> Withdraw so, so, so surreptitiously, so suspiciously under those brow under their brows. As I rode up, and when his fingers sheltered themselves with a jealous resolution, uh, still further in his waistcoat, as I announced my name. Mr. Heathcliff, I said. A nod was the answer. Nod! A nod. It oh, right, because you nodded. Uh, Mr. Lockwood, your new tenant, sir. I do myself the honor of calling as soon as possible after my arrival 
to express the hope that I have not inconvenienced you by any perseverance, uh, per yeah, perseverance in soliciting the occupation of Thresh Cross Grange. That's the name of the place. I heard you. I heard yesterday you had some thoughts. Okay, so this is this is me. I yeah, yeah, really we gotta get, I, knock off that rust, dude. Get the WD forty. This is you, bro. <laughs> uh, it's this is so weird. They don't do any character names. You just have to get it from context. Cool. Um, Thrush Cross Grange is my own, sir. He interrupted, wincing. Uh, wince. I should not allow anyone to inconvenience me if I could hinder it. In. Hinder it. Walk in! <laughs> the walk in was uttered with closed teeth. And expressed. Walk in! Walk in! And expressed with sentiment. Expressed with the sentiment, go to the deuce. E uh, yeah. Drop a deuce! <laughs> Even the gate over which he leapt. Manifested no uh, sympathizing movement to the words, and I think that circumstance determined me to accept the invitation. <laughs> he said to freaking meet him. <laughs> what circumstance? Uh, I felt interested in a man who seemed more exaggeratedly reserved than myself. Uh, he's more. <laughs> he's more of a shut-in than me. <laughs> I'm more English than you are. <laughs> Thanks, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yes. You're playing Harrison Ford as his clip. Done. Moving on. <laughs> it's, I don't know if I know how to do that, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, when he saw my horse's breast fairly pushing the barrier, he did put his hand on to unchain it, and then suddenly preceded me up the causeway, calling as we entered the court. Joseph. Take Mr. Lockwood's horse and bring up some wine! I'm just gonna do it without moving my teeth. That's the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Here we, uh, is this you again? Here uh, we have the whole establishment of domestics, I suppose. Was the reflection suggested by his compound order? No wonder the grass grows up between the flags, and the cattle are the only hedge cutters. <laughs> Joseph was an elderly... Nay, an old man of 40. Near, I added the 40 part. Uh, very old. God, he's old. Perhaps, though, hail and about to die. <laughs> he forgot. <laughs> he forgot to die. By my hand are the lords. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad we're back. This was great. Uh, though, hail and sinuation. <laughs> The Lord no. help! No, I'll, I'll be him. The Lord oh. help us! He soliloquized in an undertone of peevish displeasure, uh, while relieving me of my horse, which somehow he was able to carry, looking meantime in my Get face. Meantime <laughs> <back. laughs> in my face, so sourly that I charitably conjectured him, conjectured he must have need of divine aid to digest his dinner, and his pious ejaculation had no, uh. <laughs> no reference to my unexpected advent. This is so British. It's so British. It hurts. It was so period piece. I'm like, my eyes are, oh, so much description of nothing. <laughs> keep going, uh, keep going. 
Weathering Heights is the name of Mr. Heathcliff's dwelling. <laughs> Weathering. Oh, yeah, right, right? Hang on. Okay, I'll get that later. Um, Show some sound effects for when people say the title of the book. Oh, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He Weathering Heights is the name of Mr. Heathcliff's <laughs> dwelling. Weathering being a significant provincial adjective. Descriptive oh, we get, of we, get the, we get some infotainment here. <laughs> They're going to give us the definition. Because even Emily Bronte was like, no one's going to know what the hell that word is. <laughs> so, a description of atmospheric tumultuous to which its station is exposed in stormy weather. Pure now, racing. first use, <laughs> Britain, 1800s. Now it's a definition. No, it just feels like a Pokedex now. Pure bracing ventilation <laughs> that may have up there at all times. Indeed, one may suggest the power of the north wind blowing over the edge by the excessive slant of a few stunted firs at the end of the house, and by a range of gaunt thorns all stretching the limbs one way, sucking away. Hey, hello. Weathering Heights, an uh, air Pokemon. This Pokemon can be found <laughs> in uh, island nations in the north, where everyone is abrasive. Out along the moors, uh, as if craving el elms, elms of, of the sun. Happily, the architect had foresight to build it strong. The narrow windows are what deeply... A, what a bold direction to take a house. <laughs> This house won't fucking fall on your face. I decreed it. Architect of Wuthering Heights. <laughs> um, <laughs> the narrow windows are deeply set in the wall, and the corners defended with large jutting stones. Before passing the threshold, I paused to admire the, a quantity of grotesque carving lavished over the front, and especially about the principal door, above which, among a wilderness of trembling grippins and shameless little boys... What? <laughs> I, yeah. I guess it means there are cherubs or something like that carved in along them. Because it's supposed to be a gothic. So it's yeah, a romantic gothic. I get it. Let's just let's <laughs> move on. Let's go, please. The grotesque carving over the lavish front door, especially about the front no, door. No, no, don't repeat that. I detected the date, 1500. <laughs> I detected the date, 1500, and the name Herton Earnshaw. Uh, cool. I so we're getting like an architecture lesson. <laughs> As he walks in, there's a little placard by the front doors you find like an art museum. Weathering Heights, 1850, to 1500. Uh, stone, masonry, and cursing. Because those are the materials. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, that, that joke. Weathering Heights, architecture, eight, 101 class meet, meeting on the moors. And. Please bring your materials with you, etc. Classes will. If any of you sink into the moors, it's not our fault. <clears throat> I would have made a few comments and requested a short history of the place from the surly owner, but his attitude at the door appeared to demand my speedy entrance or complete departure. Get in or get out. <laughs> your heart I do it your again. faster, daughter. <laughs> your heart and your cold. Your yes and your you know. In, uh, anyway, um, and I had no desire to aggravate his impatience previous to inspecting the penet penetralium. The penetratium! 
Uh, one stop brought us into the family. Joke. <laughs> I, I laughed. It was very subtle, but I laughed. You gotta laugh. At me. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, it wasn't. Ha ha! Yeah, <laughs> oh, how clever you are, sir. Oh my God, you hurt my ears. Ah. Anyway, um, one stop brought us into the family sitting room, without any introductory lobby or passage. They call it here the house. Preeminent, preeminently, it includes kitchen and parlor generally. But I believe at Wuthering Wuthering Heights, the kitchen is forced to retreat altogether into another quarter. At least I distinguished a chatter of tongues and a clatter of culinary utensils deep within. He's a hungry man, this visitor. I'm hungry. Um, and, uh... You there? Mary, God? No, I'm... (laughs) Why don't you kill Tell my butler? What I do. Can you kill my butler? <laughs> he needs to die now. Side. Heathcliff. Face God. Um, Who should I do <laughs> And I observe no signs of roasting, boiling, or baking about the huge fireplace, nor any glitter of copper saucepans and tin colanders on the walls. This man must be quite poor. One end, indeed, reflected splendidly both light and heat from ranks of immense... Pewter dishes, interspersed with silver jugs and tankards, towering row after row on a vast oak dresser, and to the very roof. Welcome to my house on this new episode of HGTV. <laughs> We're gonna flip it. <laughs> we gotta flip this place now. I gotta get out of here. Oh, I'm crazy. On another episode of Flip or Flop, we're going to see if we can make Withering Heights into a sellable, profitable property for its owner, Heathcliff. Heathcliff, what do you have to want to keep in your house today? Rather than <laughs> the pure anger inside of its walls. Got it. Okay, that's great curb appeal. Anyway, um, I'm throwing out words that I know. Um, the ladder had never been underdrawn. Its entire anatomy lay bare to an uninquiring eye. Ooh, that's a hot, that's a hot oak dresser. Um, except where a frame of wood laden with oak cakes and clusters of legs of beef, mutton, and ham concealed it. Oh, that's a lot of dirty dishes. Jesus. Uh, above the chimney were sundry, villainous old guns. <coughs> and a couple of horse pistols. <laughs> I don't okay, these the horses. The, the, the revolt. <laughs> I was gonna say, I just imagine the horses being like, Mare! <laughs> um, <clears throat> I mean, I know what a horse pistol is, but it's just funny. And by way of ornament, three godly painted canisters disposed along its ledge, the three, the flow of smooth white stone, the chairs high-backed, primitive structures painted green. One or two heavy black ones lurking in the shade. I don't know how to count. One or two. <laughs> Who knows what it could be? Truly, he was an educated one, this one. And in, in an arch, under the dresser, reposed a huge liver-colored birch. Uh, liver, leather, liver-colored bitch pointer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a bitch. There's a bitch. It's uh, surrounded by a swarm of squealing puppies, of squealing puppies, and other dogs haunted other recesses. Oh my god, that's like 
Where are, are they the dogs? Are they dead? Do I don't know. It's just like, do you hear the dogs, sir? Yes, we have none. <laughs> it's like, oh. So, the apartment and furniture. Uh, <clears throat> I guess some water in a second. The apartment and furniture would have been nothing extraordinary as belonging to a homely northern farmer who's ugly, apparently, and with a stubborn countenance and stalwart limbs set out to advantage in knee breeches and gaiters. Such an individual seated in his armchair, his mug of ale frothing on the round table before him, is seen is to be seen in a circuit of five or six miles along these hills. If you go at the right time after dinner, <clears throat> if you go at the right time after dinner, I said that wrong. That almost sounded like it was going to lead to something else, but it didn't. <clears throat> Sorry about my great barrier. <laughs> but Mr. Heathcliff, I, I just imagine the guy saying this out loud as he's walking behind Heathcliff, and Heathcliff is just like, God damn it, I hate people. Um, but Mr. Heathcliff forms a, a singular contrast to his abode and style of living. He is a dark-skinned gypsy in this in aspect. And, oh, uh, that's a, uh, Emily, what are you doing? <laughs> in dress and manners a gentleman. That is, is as much a gentleman as many a country squire. And rather slovenly, perhaps. Not Man, this man went from loving this guy to also being like, ooh, you're, you're, you're rich, but you're not, like, actually rich. You know, you don't dress and Properly. There you go. Um, let me see. As much a gentleman as many a country squire, r rather slovenly, perhaps, yet not looking amiss with his negligence. But he has an erect and handsome figure. <clears throat> and rather and rather morose. You look rather <clears throat> sad all the time. <laughs> you stand up nice and tall. Possibly. Some people might suspect him of a degree of underbred pride. Okay. Uh, I have... So, do you have your breeding papers, like we all do as humans? Um, I have yes, a simple... my idea. DNA is of the best quality, as we're gonna get. But the great Prussian princes, of course. Um, I have a... I have a sympathetic... Would you like some eugenics for dinner? <laughs> I have an idea for it. Uh, uh, tell My me. friend Emily told me all about it. She's got some great ideas that she wants to share with us. I have a sympathetic code within that tells me it is nothing of that sort. I know by instinct his reserve springs from an aversion to showy displays of feeling to manifestations of mutual kindness. kindness. You're not ugly, but you're... Yeah, that's it. Mutual <laughs> kindness uh, will he'll love and hate equally under cover and esteem at, and esteem it as species of impertinence to be loved or hated again? No. You should read my blog. <laughs> no, I'm running on too fast. I bestow. Basically, it's like I'm prejudging too hard. Let me go. Let me have to talk with him. I bestow my attributes over liberally on him. Mister Heathcliff may have entirely dissimilar reasons for keeping his hand out of the way when he meets a would-be acquaintance. To though he's just really germaphobe, you know. He's just he, he he's like I, I don't want to touch me. Wave of the future. Wave of the future. To those Wear your mask. To the, stay six feet away. 
<laughs> Man, this book might be actually Stay very 600 feet away for us to be safe. As I say feet, I meant miles. Stay the fuck away. 600 miles. Get away from me. To those which acute me, uh, acutate uh, me, uh, let me hope my constitution is more, is almost peculiar. My dear mother used to say, I should never have an, a, a comfortable home. And only last a summer if I proved myself perfectly a movie of one. Who the so fuck I, is this narrator? <laughs> I just imagine Deep just sitting there staring at him, just like, he's not talking. Um, while enjoying a month of fine weather at the coast, at the seacoast, I was thrown into the company of a most fascinating creature, a real goddess in my eyes, as long as she took no notice of me. Stay away. I love you. Stay away. I love you. Stay Don't away. Look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> I, quote, never told my love, quote, end quote, vocally. Still, if it looks, if it looks have language, the merest idiot might have guessed. I was over head and ears. Oh, jeez. Uh, she, she understood me at last and looked and returned the sweetest of all imaginable looks. And what did I do? I confessed it with shame. She looked at me as if she liked me, and then I told her I liked her, and now I'm, like, full of shame. What the fuck? <laughs> there, yeah. Oppress yourself. Please, don't don't express your emotions. Just look at things. But don't look with feeling. Just look, and then feel shame. You're, you're bad. You're a bad person. I confessed, it. I confessed it with shame. Shrucked icily into myself like a snail. I thought every glass <laughs> retired colder and farther. Until, finally, the poor innocent was led to doubt her own senses and overwhelmed with confusion at her supposed mistake, persuaded her mamama to, <laughs> to decamp. <laughs> uh, what just happened? I think, so he was much... like, I think he was creeping her the fuck out because he doesn't know how to talk to women. And she's like, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. Gotta, can I we know! get the fuck out of here? Yeah, I think we can read between the lines. She didn't want. She did not send a look his way. That's that didn't happen. No way. Yeah, he built it up in his head. He's just like, look, she stared. She saw me. That means she lost me. She uh, made eye contact. That was her first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> By this curious turn of disposition, I have gained the reputation of deliberate heartlessness. How undeserved! I alone can appreciate. Man, this guy's just up on his cross so hard. I took a seat at the end of the hearthstone opposite that towards which my landlord advanced, and filled up an interval of silence by attempting to caress the canine mother who had left her nursery and was sneaking wolfishly to my back of my legs. Her lip curled up and her white teeth watering for a snatch of, I guessing, food. Uh, my caress my provoked a long, guttural gnarl. This is... <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, this is a really odd interaction with a dog. Just, just got to put that out there. Uh, oh, this is you. better let that dog alone! Growled Mr. Heathcliff in unison, checking fiercer demonstrations with a punch of his foot. She's not accustomed to be spoiled. Not kept for a pet. That's why I keep her inside. Because <laughs> in my home and I feed her. Because she's not a pet. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes. Then, then striding to the door, he shouted again. Joseph! Joseph mumbled indistinctly. <laughs> in the <laughs> But gave no imitation of ascending. So his master oh. dived down to him, leaving. Stay down there! 
leaving me vis-a-vis uh, this roughly, uh, ruffinly bitch and a pair of grim, shaggy sheepdogs who shared her jealous, uh, who shared with her a jealous guardianship over all my movements. No anxious, no anxious. This guy doesn't. Uh, this guy doesn't like the pet dogs apparently. They're just like no one touches the pet dogs. Uh, no anxious, not anxious to come in contact with their fangs. I sat still. <laughs> Don't uh, move. He's got a on you. The vision's based on movement. Uh, but imagining they would scarcely understand tacit insults, I unfortunately <laughs> indulged in winking and making faces at the trio, and some turn of my phys- physiognomy. I, I got nothing. So irritated, madam, that she suddenly broke into a fury and leapt on my knees. I flung her His, back. He, he was ready with with some tact insults, uh, like any good Englishman. <laughs> Your dress is not as uh, ironed as it could be. <laughs> I flung her back and hastened to interpose the table between us. This is a freaking dog. Uh, this proceeding aroused the whole hive. Bzz, bark, 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 bzz. I didn't realize uh, Weathering Heights was going to be a battle of a man and a bunch of pets. Dogs? Yeah. A bunch of, like... Just, uh, affectionately starved dogs? Yes, you, you would be surprised what they wrote about in the American Affectionately starved dogs. <laughs> um, half a dozen four-footed friends, uh, fiends, actually, of various sizes and ages, issued from hidden dens to the common censure. This feels like we're in a wood or something. It just came out of caves. I they're felt they're coming feet. out of misshapen furniture and couches <laughs> that they've, like, burrowed into. These aren't animals! These aren't my pets! They just, they're hived in here. They're, 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 they're gonna kill us all! That's right! Just stay my... back! <laughs> I felt my heels and coats lapse, peculiar subjects of assault, and pairing off the larger combatants as affection as effectually as I could with the poker. Oh Is he beating I, these fucking animals? I was just like, what the fuck? I was constrained to demand allowed assistance from the household. He, he shouted for help. He shouted for help. I know you getting paid per word, Emily, but my god. Uh, assistance from some of the household in re-establishing peace. Help! How? That was the longest sentence for help. Yeah, it's just like, can we stop it with the help? Mr. Heathcliff and his man climbed the cellar steps in with vex- Vexius Berlin. There's spittoons everywhere in this house. I don't think they move more than more one second faster than usual. <laughs> Though the heart was an absolute tempest of whirring and yelping. Happily, an inhabitant of the kitchen made more dispatch a lusty day. With tucked up gown, bare arms, and fair and fire flushed cheeks, rushed into the midst of flourishing a frying pan, and used the weapon, that weapon, and her tongue to such purpose that the storm subsided magically, and she only remained heaving like a like a sea after a high wind when her master entered the, on the scene. <clears throat> so the the first description we get of her is a lusty dame. Cool. Uh, go on. Even the women She's- can't write women. Yeah, she's got, that, she's got that deep, that deep cut for the cleavage and everything. Um, this is you. What the devil is the matter? 
he asked, eyeing me in a manner that I could ill endure after his inhospitable treatment. What the devil indeed, I muttered. The herd of possessed swine could have had no worse spirits in them than those animals of yours, sir. You might as well leave a stranger with a brood of tigers. They won't meddle with persons who touch nothing. He remarked, putting the bottle before me and restoring a displaced table. The dogs do right to village it. So, uh, will you like red or white wine? <laughs> no, thank you. Not bitten, are you? If I had been, I would have set my signet on the bitter, on the biter. The Heathcliff's countenance, uh, countenance relaxed into a grin. Ha! I'm smiling! Come, come! <laughs> he said. You're flurried, <clears throat> Mr. Lockwood. Here, drink this wine that you said no to. I guess I'm so exceedingly rare in this house that I and my dogs are unwilling to own. Hardly know, see, I acknowledge the ownership of them. Hardly know how to receive them. Uh, your health, sir, I'm going to drink this up. I bowed and returned the pledge, beginning to perceive that it would be foolish to sit sulking in for this behavior of a pack of curs. Besides, I felt loath to yield the fellow further amusement at my expense, since his humor, humor, humorer, uh, took that turn. He probably... Laughing and humor. Humor. <laughs> humor uh, he feelings. Extra use and words. He probably swayed by prudential consideration of the folly of offending a good a good tenant. He really needs that money. I'm about to say, he really needs that rent money. Relaxed a little in the lyconic style of chipping off his pronouns and auxiliary verbs. Oh my god, we're getting into... Oh, 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 that's a grammar party. Oh, 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 let's get going. And introduced what he supposed would be a subject of interest to me. The subject of the, of the sentence. What is the subject <laughs> of the line? Uh, <laughs> an adjective. And, uh, hang on. Uh, here we go. Uh, where am I? We got this Only one. the English should be into this fucking paragraph. <laughs> Oh my god, where am I? A discourse! Dash, oh. a discourse. Oh. oh, okay, right. A discourse on the advantages and disadvantages of my present place of retirement. I found him very intelligent on the topics we touched. And before I went home, I was encouraged to, as so far as to volunteer another visit tomorrow, uh, to evidently wished, he evidently wished no repetition of my intrusion. I shall go Notwithstanding, it is astonishing how sociable I feel myself compared with him. End of chapter one. Um, we're back. <clears throat> yeah, we're back. And that felt good, man. Like, that was I had a good time. I'm glad you did. You you had just as good a time as with Arpan was with me. Do we still have the old spark? <laughs> Our fan was more cathartic, and I didn't wasn't lampooning the Constitution. Uh, this is way better. So, uh, just it's always better with me. Just remember that. It's always better. When you finish, oh, it's always better with me. Go on. Oh. All right. So, uh, so that was that. Uh, yeah. So we read that. I, I, what? 
You well, no, you go. You 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 lead this uh, outro. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Uh, nah, so uh, uh, we're gonna be trying a segment on uh, on uh, on the show. It's something we're gonna experiment with, and in fact, I'm gonna say this now in, in case we need to cut it. That this is where it's 36 seconds, um, and, or 36 minutes. Um, so, you're already you're already warming up for the big slice. No, I always tamper. I always tamper my expectations. So we're gonna do a segment called Adapt This. So we're going to do a bit where we're pitching to a CEO or producer or whatever the chapter we just read, adapted into something else to help sell the merchandise and sell this IP. To make it a more profitable IP, so um, in this instance, we gotta gonna, make money. We gotta exploit every single aspect of our lives to make money. Now, Ken, just <laughs> we're just hookers without any way, with, without the without the authenticity. So. Everything should be run as a business, and we need <laughs> to figure out how to make money at it. Absolutely everything. So we're gonna pretend to be pitching this idea to producers. Uh, for the show, I should actually make a list of like things and like just roll a dice and see who we're what we're doing that day. Oh, that's um, that's pretty good. Uh, but uh, until then, though, I'm I think I know what I want to pitch this on. Okay, if you want to take lead on this, you can. Um, all right, so we're gonna be cutting into our segment. Adapt this. <clears throat> okay, so uh, it's it's an odd couple kind of story and. The roommates that don't get along, one's the more uh, anal one, and the other one, of course, is the angry, uh, probably verbally, definitely, definitely verbally abusive, but possibly physically abusive as well. But he's got a heart of gold, right? But a heart of gold that's buried beneath a lot of rage and uh, untapped emotions that comes out uh, with uh, in, in very strong uh ways and usually just uh, breaking things and screaming at things that's usually at the uh climax of each episode uh, we're looking at the 22 minute format here uh with definitely all commercials so uh i'm confused why do we want to adapt uh this into a 22 minute sitcom about a man who's verbally abusive and 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 just kind of overall unpleasant well uh, because it's uh it's funny uh, and people will laugh. <laughs> I, people will laugh. Uh, people are going to love the perspective of whoever that character was that did all that talking that was narrating this whole thing. I guess Mr. Lockwood. They're going to love the uh, perspective character of Mr. Lockwood and dealing with this zany uh, Mr. Heathcliff and all that stuff. And then there's a love interest. Don't worry. I was about to say, we need to have a woman in the show to, to make it interesting. Everyone loves a forced love interest. So, um, so yep. do we know uh, what that? She has no personality that, except yet? that she's kind of interested in the main character. Yeah, she's a lusty dame, and, and, and that's how, all we need to describe her, because that's as much as her personality needs to be, apparently. <laughs> that's been, and you know what? That sounds perfect for every TV show ever made with a love interest. So... Um, <laughs> We're going to, like, think, just cookie-cutter stamp that. What we need, but we need to get the kids, so we need to make puppets. So, how do we get puppets involved in this show? Because uh, that desperately uh, needs to happen. So, are they going to be oh, play by puppets? Of course, or... I, d- I didn't see this coming, but, uh, but I am prepared. But I am prepared. You're uh, prepared. Okay. Yes, we've got they've got a lot of dogs on this show, so we're going to make those the puppets. And the Mr. Heathcliff is constantly going to be sticking them on to Mr. Lockwood, and Mr. Lockwood 
will uh, constantly getting into fights uh, with them in the streets, uh, in his house, uh, <laughs> uh, in the ocean, underwater. Uh, it'll be a constant theme being woven in. You'll get the narrative payoff later in the end on why we're doing that, obviously. Yeah, I was about to say, is that how we start every episode? It's like Columbo, where we see the murder, and then we figure out what why that happened. We just... We see Mr. Heathcliff sick the dogs of Mr. Lockwood, and then we figure out why that happened. Is that is that mm-hmm. is that the thing? Okay, that's uh, the thing exactly. I think that's a brilliant hook because it really it's a mystery with romance with a woman of no personality or name or any other description that she's lusty and has a frying pan, which is perfect because you know we got to appeal to that nuclear family demographic that totally is still being held in television standards and. Um, and uh, yes, I, I think we signed off on this project. Uh, we're greenlighting Old Man Heathcliff and Mr. Lockwood. The show. Perfect, perfect. How many episodes can we uh, can we get? Our budget is zero, so you're getting none. That's well. That's that's a lot less than the number that I thought it was going to be. But perhaps we can go a little higher. I was thinking six to eight, but that's <laughs> that's a good, that's a different number. Uh, we can work with that number though. Oh, okay. So you're gonna take my offer. Uh, well, we're gonna co- we're gonna push back on it a little bit, but I think we could we could definitely meet halfway. Okay, um, okay. I thought we do six episodes, but all the puppets have to be paperbacks. That's all we can afford as far as budget goes. We could shoot at my neighbor's house. It's a big mansion, and uh, it looks somewhat Britishy, uh, even though it's French provincial. But whatever. Um, no, no one in America is gonna understand the difference, so we're good. That's yeah, that's this this is for America. So no one understands what anything else looks like besides this continent. That's fine. That that works. All Actually, right. No one understands what anything else looks like besides LA. So perfect. And scene. I like that. That was fun. We should definitely. I think we're gonna keep it. Uh, let's. Uh, we should probably wrap this up though because um, you know, that was. This is a good. I like this episode. Like this I'm, was good. I feel like we we've, we've accomplished our mission here. And the people are are done. They're done listening. They're there. I can <laughs> feel them ending their episode now. Walking away. They're walking, walking away. away. All right. Uh, uh, well, thank you for listening. We didn't do an ad break. Right. No, we didn't. But that's okay. We're back. And uh, we're back. And it's it's. Let's just just do this. Let's go straight to the outro. Nick, do our outro. Okay. Uh, if you wish to support this show, please head to patreon.com forward slash bad audiobooks where you can contribute any amount of money you wish to contribute to us. All of it is appreciated. If you just want to hang out and chit chat with us, that's totally cool too. We can also check out our Instagram at bad audiobooks. Um, is it, is it just at bad audiobooks? I forget. Um, so, um, <laughs> that's our username is bad audiobooks. Yeah. So, uh, on Instagram, you can find some posts there that we, uh, that we have. You can, <laughs> we really need to uh, dust off the old Instagram. <clears throat> uh, so uh, um, we also have our own Instagram. It's been a minute since we've done outros, dude. I'm not as smooth as they used to be. We uh, we also have. Our <laughs> I'm own. watching you like just struggle uh, with these dogs of uh, an outro. It's great, Mister Heathcliff. Serve the dogs. Anyway, um, uh, I, I, we also have our own Patreons. I am at. Real human mass. You can see my projects I'm working on and stuff like that. We have our own Instagrams. Instagrams. You're calling it Patreon. We have our own. Uh, we have our own pieces of the moon at Real Human Mass. <laughs> um, uh, we have you're, our own. You're Instagram. fiddling with the tape recorder. You're driving me crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is all terrible. <laughs> here you go. Attention. Do you want me to take over here? Help. You got this. You gonna finish up? Can you do this? You got it. You got it. All right. 
And then, uh, and then Kent has an Instagram as well, which is at Kent Heilman. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, thank you for listening to us, and if you could please. Uh, and if you if you want to support getting, the show, hit like I, or subscribe. I was that's getting it. there. I was Usually, get- you if you start with it. You're now you're ending it. You're changing it up. Okay, that's cool. That's okay. cool. You're, you're, cool. Cool. you're going against the conventions. That's great. Uh, yeah, if you wish to help our show, like and subscribe, share. All those things are great. And please leave us a rating on your preferred podcast platform or iTunes. We do pull from iTunes when we do re-reviews, so if you wish to leave a review for the show, please leave it there. Um, we'll read it as long it. as it's not hate speech. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll read it so long as it's not hate speech. Cool. I think, I think, I think that's it. So I mean, for not, not having a thing in front of you to read it off of, you did really good. Thanks. Thanks. I went to Juilliard. <laughs>